and welcome to Penn Podcast with your co-host Nico Pingan of Penn for Hire NYC. Today we have somebody very important. She is an independent certified human behavior consultant, a John Maxwell team member, and the founder of UCDI Leadership Training and Development, a subsidiary of Do Something Daily LLC. She specializes in vision casting team engagement, and fostering ownership among employees. Her progressive leadership mentoring program was developed specifically for sterile processing healthcare professionals looking to ascend the career ladder and improve marketability. Thank you so much, Sharon, for giving some of your time to our audience at Penn Podcast. We welcome you with open arms. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And where are you calling in from? Dallas, Tejas, Dallas, Texas, the DFW area. Oh, perfect, perfect. And I see, I was mentioning earlier that you have your little banner in the background, almost like you're already ready to be at one of those speaker engagement conferences and whatnot with your table set up, getting people to come to you and whatnot. Yes, I, I do. It has a few of the books that I've been uh, blessed enough, lucky enough to, to have penned and you know, I just I just enjoy it. I enjoy putting thoughts down, getting coherent thoughts and, and letting books be a tool, not just an escape, but a tool for people. Now, your your book that you are primarily discussing is Hold Your Form, where you're essentially describing being able to calmly decide how do you want to respond the next time something or someone hits you in your emotions. The moment I saw that, I was like, OK, I can just discuss that for the whole hour two three four hours because one of my biggest issues is i don't know how to contain that and so now i get to ask you all these questions regarding how do you even fathom that you can contain your emotions uh well just that i mean they're my emotions and you don't get to have them they're mine mm. you know that's the first thing a lot of times we like we say things offhand and we're like, well, I can't, or if that was me. And when we make those statements, we're already going to put ourselves at a deficit. And if you have mm. the wrong amen corner or the mm. wrong people around you, they're going to hype you up for what I call a lesser victory. Ooh. Like it's a lesser victory. You feel good because you let them have it. It's cathartic. You know, it's a release. You know, mm. it's like working out. Like, whoosh, it feels good immediately. But did you just in that? five minutes, 10 minutes, did you just undo or slow up something you've been working on for five years or 10 years? And point blank, there are emotions. And you know, I mean, life helps you grow with that. Personal growth helps you go with that. Having coaches and mentors, being in different rooms and hearing people talk about different things that are important to them. For lack of a better word, like Michael Vick, a lot of people know the name Michael Vick, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Vick made it. He made it to the top of TikTok. his profession. Mm -hmm. When you make it into the league, everybody in the league can play, whether we call them trash or not, whatever. If they're right, in the right. league, they have a skill set. <laughs> yes. They're not just bragging at the park. You know, they're not just at the right, gym right. playing dominoes or playing whatever. Right, game. right. They have a skill set to be rivaled. Mm. They have, they've hit a peak or a pinnacle, so to speak. And if you don't have the right people, you will. You'll come away with like a lesser victory. 
you'll come out trying to prove something that you don't have to prove to someone that you probably didn't even know before this day started. And so you say, how do I do that? The first thing I had to do was recognize these are my emotions. Hmm. These are my emotions. I know it sounds simple and simple ain't always easy, but these right. are my emotions. I choose who I give them to. And it's easy to say, well, I just couldn't help it. Really? Could you not? You know, this thing is a muscle, the same way our arms are muscles. There's mm -hmm. something called muscle memory. You just have to practice it. And yeah, I mean, like I said, you feel good. You feel good if somebody say something and you come back. Mm -hmm. Are you, but what if you didn't come back immediately? Mm. What if you got it out? That's dangerous. Some people call it crazy. It's not crazy, but it is you choosing to respond how you want to respond without you having to react. I don't know what it, I mean. You, you are you charging with me? These are no, my I'm, emotions. No, yeah, because as you mentioned, it's it's a simple concept, yeah. but sometimes the simplest of things are the hardest to do because you don't value it as much as something like, oh well, you know, this is what you want to do. You want to jump through ten hula hoops. You want to spin around, go through the block, and then you know do this and do that, and then you'll be able to control your emotions maybe i often uh when i'm working with individuals or i'm speaking i ask people like how much do you want to lose like what's what's it worth for you hmm. how good does it feel is it does it feel a thousand dollars good does it feel twenty five hundred dollars good hmm. does it feel two hours good does it feel 10 hours good like how good what's the trade-off What's the trade-off? And it's not always somebody just hitting you in your emotions. It's other things. But yeah, I know I refereed basketball. And some of these concepts transfer from my time refereeing basketball. Because when I first started refereeing basketball, mm -hmm. I was just thinking because I played basketball growing up, refereeing would be just like playing. Right. Hey, it's not. It's a whole no. different concept. Everyone else is watching the ball and you're watching an area. Right. You know, everybody else is watching the ball. You're watching an area. But what I realized is I would watch, I would watch players who did not start the game. If a team is losing and they could not stop the star players on the other team, I would watch coaches put in players who never get game at all mm -hmm. for the express purpose of getting those star players getting in their head and getting them out the game mm. you know whether it's a hard foul or saying something about them and now that player is like oh shoot but yeah, that yeah. the player on the bench he has nothing to lose you know right 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 your team is about to lose without you playing the game right so it's a lesser victory and now you're in the locker room like huh you understand and you know what people are going to say man i understand but your team still lost you're, the scouts who are looking at you still are like, man, he's kind of hot-headed. You know, it's a lesser victory. And if you don't know where you're going or you don't already have something that you're doing it for, it's easy to just trick it off or be cavalier about it like it ain't that serious. But when you start having things to lose, like I mentioned Michael Vick, mm -hmm. Michael Vick needed another A-man corner. Right. You need He needed some different people in his war room, you know? 
And so does your hold your form not only advise you how you take control of your own emotions, but also allow you to construct an environment where you can have your emotions be there and accepted? Yes, yes. Uh, one of the quotes in there is by a gentleman named Les Brown, and it just simply says, when things go wrong, don't go with them. Mm. It's simple. And that's what I really like about this book. You see, it's different books up there. It's one we even wrote afterward, and I'm excited about it too. But this is the one that I really just, I push this a lot. I want it to be a movement, regardless of your age or anything. And it's not a very long book. It's, you know, it's, it's designed to impact. So it says when things go wrong, don't go with it. And it also says triggers are real. And the sooner you know your triggers, you can remove the firing pin. You know, like self-awareness. If you know what triggers you, it don't mean you always have to be triggered by it. Since you know that triggers you, let's remove the firing pin. Like, I'm not going to ask you about one of your triggers because I don't want to go too personal. But yeah, it does. It gives you tips on who are you talking to, whether it's directional or instructional. Mm -hmm. And it really just helps you think about, like, some things aren't that serious. So, so regarding that, the, the trigger aspect, because that's one of the things that I always used to think about is a lot of people, they make the wrong decision by thinking that they can beat temptation. Like, yeah, yeah, I can hang out with this friend and I'm always going to have the right mindset versus every time you hang with that friend, he's always like, Hey, you want to, you know, fight with dogs? It's like, yeah. nah, it's a new me now. It's like, come on, man. And then they know the way to word it, to make you say, all right, just this is the last time. And then this is the last time becomes this is the last time or I'll see you Thursday or it's a, a reoccurring. And then you fall into that yeah. pit of you're doing the same thing you said that you weren't going to do, but you were oblivious to that, that small little trigger that it's like the catalyst. Yeah. And when you, I mean, when you have friends like that, you love your friends. So please hear me when I say preserve relationships. Preserve relationships, but recognize rooms. Everybody can't go in every room with you. You Oof. know, as we as we learn and as we grow, then you can introduce them to the certain rules. But everybody can't go in every room with you. Everybody doesn't have the same things to lose as you have. Mm -hmm. You know, your friends, you know, they're like, I've been with you through thick and thin. And maybe they have been around. But if they weren't at practice with you, if they just hung with you after practice, Right. If they weren't getting up at the crack of dawn. Right. If they weren't going without burgers so that they their body could be this well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. They haven't mm -hmm. been with you every step of the way. And it, sometimes it's just, you know, you don't want to you don't want to hurt the people you care about. Nobody wants to leave anybody behind. You're mm -hmm. comfortable there as well. Right. But that comfort zone. You can't force something from the past to fit into your future. You just can't. Oof. And and it, it breaks my heart because most people who want to change and want to get back to the friends, communities, the people they care about, mm -hmm. they want everybody to come with them. Right. Yeah. But that's impossible. Oh, damn. It's impossible. It's not. Let me put it like this. It's naive. It's inexperienced. Mm -hmm. And it's. So for the individuals that do want to have that mentality, like. I want to make it and I want to bring everybody that, you know, maybe wasn't in the gym with me, but was at least giving me positive validation while I was on the ascent. 
those individuals might not have that mindset about how to control the emotions, how to control the discipline, how to stay focused in certain situations. And so do you say to them, like, you, do you say, like, you know, cut them off or you say, like, like you mentioned, like you can't you're not allowed to enter this room, but you're allowed to, you know, watch me, but you just can't. I don't say either of those things. Oh, what do you say? <laughs> I did with my mentors and the people I get with my mentors, like yeah, yeah. who are here, who are helping me stay level headed because there are areas I'm going into also for the first time. So I need mentors, but say it's you, Nico, then I want to preserve the relationship I have with you. Mm-hmm. So I may, I'm going to operate some one-on-one time with us. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it in front of all the boys, you know, because oh. now you triggered. Right, and right, now right, we don't right. have an emotional exchange. But I'm going to say it. And because I enjoy language and I teach on language mastery, I'm going to sit down with you maybe one-on-one, whether we at the park, on the stoop, at a restaurant, whatever. Say you are my boy, you are my friend. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you have wanted me to succeed the whole time. Now, we may do different things, but you wanted me to succeed the whole time. Right. That's your intention. Then I'm going to tell you, hey, man, listen, I know you be wanting to hang out with me. I can't hang out the way y'all hang out. That's going to mess me up. And one-on-one, because in his heart, he doesn't want that. And if he does want that, that's good information for you to know, Nico, because I mean, your friend is kind of a hater. He's a hater. <laughs> right, you right. Know? We have them. Yes. Right, people have haters in, in proximity to, to them all the time. Yeah, you know? family, Sometimes friends, people are jealous. Yes. And jealousy ain't so much as about me, it's about you wanting something I have. So it's focused on me, but it's still about you. So I can't even make you not jealous. Right. I can't give you enough. If I am Michael Vick, I can't give you enough cars for you to not still be a hater. Right. I can't give you enough houses. You know, that's something in your heart. So the first thing I would do is I would really just try to have a conversation with you one on one and say and ask you. I would ask for your engagement. I would ask for your support and be like, I can't hang like that. I miss you. I like hanging with you, but I can't go to this club, you know. I can't go to this club and do this every time these chicks be on me. Like, you know, if it's Michael Vick, these chicks mm-hmm. be on me, people, these pictures are hitting me different than they hitting you. My selfies ain't like your selfies. Right. People always try to test me to prove something. That's a high stress level for me, man. Right. And then maybe invite him somewhere. Like if he gets it and he with it, mm-hmm. then I can invite him somewhere. Hey, you know what? Let me fly you out. And we start with some small gatherings, mm-hmm. you know, some small private gatherings. Right. And that's me allowing him to get acclimated to the room. You know, I believe LeBron James did that with his people that he graduated high school with. You know, he put different ones on, made sure they got on with Nike to get some internships and things mm-hmm. like that to get them used to being in certain rooms because it is different. Thank you for listening to the penpodcast.com produced by Pen for Hire. Sometimes writing a book can be the easy part. Taking those raw word processor documents and turning them into visually appealing pages that are compliant with independent publishing standards can be a daunting task. Don't trust your finished product to just anybody. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to get your free consultation today. And now back to the interview. Oh, so then essentially hold your form is enabling those that do have that success professionally, 
or wherever they have that success. And it could also be just in your personal life where you feel established, you feel you're happy, you don't you don't want to rule the world, you're just happy in your own little area. And somebody might just be looking at you a little bit funny and they might be somebody close by that you care about and you need to learn how can you hold your form? Because if not, then you're going to be all over the place and by the time they're done using you, you're not going to recognize yourself or it might be like Michael Vick, you, you were locked up for something that you were goaded into doing that you might not have even wanted to do in the first place if you didn't have that group. Yes, as you go into new rooms, you realize your zip code is not the primary zip code for the world. Ooh. We all have different zip codes and we live and die by our zip code until we get more information. And what hold your form is not only about that. Hold your form is just a simple mantra. That's mm. all, it's the second. There's a book called Think on Purpose, which really talks about mindset. And after we hit the mind, now we hit the emotions. Because when our emotions go up, normally intelligence goes down. When people are really hot, they're not thinking rationally. Right. So right, when your right. emotions are high, the intelligence goes down. A gentleman named Brian Williams said that. So what hold your form, it starts off, and I'm talking about my nephew. My nephew played football. He was really good. Mm -hmm. He was really fast. And so his high school coach had asked him to run track, I guess, to help him with form and speed, just maybe agility, different things like run track. And so my nephew did run track. He ran the 40 and he smoked everybody. He was he was just used to winning. It was easy for him to win. Mm -hmm. He's like a natural athlete, you know, like a little gazelle. Right, right. And so then his coach put him in the 400. And so my nephew stepped up just like he does for the 40 and he just takes off real fast. Well, if you're familiar with track, you know, he's out of it because in the 400, you don't take off with a burst of speed like you do on the 40. You yeah, hold your form, you mm -hmm. know, and then when you get tired, there's a position like they tell you to keep your elbows in and your knees so high. But when you get tired, you know, you start running, leaning, you're tired. Your whole body starts just doing what it want to do. Right, that's what right. I'm saying about holding your form. Hold your form has to do with preparation. Mm. You know, my nephew ended up losing that race. And at the end, he thought he was winning until he, he said he turned that third leg. And he hit the wall, not a physical wall, but like a wind wall where like you're trying to spend everything. Yeah. You spend all your money. Right. You spend right. all his track money before he right. got to the store. Yeah. Right, right. So he was like, what? And the people start passing him with ease. And he was saying, get them wind, like telling the wind, because even just the air felt like an opposition to him, like an op. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was like, get them wind, get them wind. And that's the thing. Like when we come into something new, sometimes we just approach it with only our old, we don't do our due diligence. And so because my nephew wasn't, his conditioning wasn't intact, mm -hmm. he took a he took a L where he was used to getting W's. He took a loss where he was used to getting wins. And he wasn't able like to hold his form physically. Hold your form also as it relates to your goals. Hmm. Like you said, if you're working on something, if it's a reason you don't want to go hang out, not hang out. If it's a reason you want to hang differently than you used to hang, probably mm. because you have something you're working on or working toward, or mm. there's something you don't want to engage in. So you have to be able to hold that form. That's your form. It's your form. I mean, this is our, this your life, Nico. It's and my what, life. What inspired you to want to teach people to hold their form? I don't really know. I just wanted to know how to think on purpose and be intentional in my thought life. I, I'm a John Maxwell uh, consultant. 
I study human behavior, so I'm certified in this. My degree is in leadership studies. I like human behavior. And when I grew up, I grew up in a neighborhood where we didn't have a lot of money. If someone said something to you, you know, you had to like, what? You had to kind of, you had to meet them where it is, you know? Same, same. And so, yeah. So you come for me. I, I need to be able to quickly and effectively let you know, hey, I'm well willing to meet that. And that was my skill set, right? Mm-hmm. That was my skill set when I was like in sixth grade, even third grade, then even in high school. But outside of high school, we need some more skill sets. Right. That cannot be our primary skill set. They can't be our default setting. And so that's why I want people to hold their form. You know, I see a lot of my warm market that's in healthcare, and I see people who know how to do their job like the back of their hand. Mm-hmm. They really could be in leadership positions, making leadership money with leadership perks and leadership influence and leadership opportunities, even outside of their medical facility, you know, where they work eight hours a day. But because they don't know this. Right. Uh, Yeah. They respond. They fight fire with fire. And that's just what? It's a pile of ashes. Yeah. So you burning up the stuff you've been working for. Mm-hmm. I'll stop now. I'll stop. Yeah, some no, questions for me. I'll, no, no, I'll tell no, you. no, because when you mentioned the the inspiration aspect is that concept of holding your form, you know, that you 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 did a wonderful job explaining in so many different ways from running, you know, anybody that's ever walked more than like a mile or so, you know that if you're not walking in a nice pace, you can actually, you know, feel her. Like I know my when my family walks and they're not walking effectively and they're not they're not you know swinging their arms they're not you know placing their feet correctly they'll be like after after some time like oh my heels hurt or oh you know this part of my foot hurts and it's like well were you walking you know just on that part or did you did you try walking in a correct form it's like oh no i was a little lazy or i wasn't i was distracted i wasn't paying attention and something as simple as that as simple as the distraction because i'm looking at your synopsis and it's like wow you know, people that are high caliber don't hold their form. They 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 give themselves that one little itsy bitsy second of a relaxation. Like, yeah, I'm all set. I don't need to worry about this. And then, boom, everything just gone. Because it can you, happen like that. You didn't recognize that. You know, your emotions were were getting the best of you, or somebody was flaring your emotions, and you weren't aware of it because they're so used to being around you or they're so used to saying those things or doing those things enticing you to do things that you normally wouldn't be doing but because you're not really used to either setting boundaries letting them know hey this is my room this is you can't you know abide me or you can't obligate me to enter your room because these are my emotions and my emotions are mine that's a interesting mindset to have because with people having much more of that self-respect that self-discipline that opportunity to recognize that they are in control of their form they might not be you know making as many silly mistakes because they're not and it just comes with valuing your time you know if as long as it's still fun for you then if that's your only time where your endorphins are like yeah when you be like yeah when you get out like that then then right now it's still there's a payoff in it for you. So it's mm. still it's still good to you. 
Mm-hmm. You don't know what it may or may not be costing you. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, so I use it as a simple mantra and it, it really does transfer. Yeah, like transferable skills, it transfers to wherever, whether it's family, relationships. Yeah, human interaction. Yeah, it, that's what it's about. I love human behavior. That is what it's about. And I want people to be able to keep what they work for. People who are merciful, who like to give and help. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can give till you're tapped out. Just like my nephew running physically, you can be tapped out emotionally. And now your your emotional elbows are all over the place. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And now something simple is going to create an over-response or an under-response. Over-response is if you just kind of go off, don't come back to work, that type of thing. Those are over-responses mm-hmm. when you're just like, I'm sick of everything. And then the under-response is, is equally as destructive, but it's quiet because you shut down and people may not know. Hmm. And um, I don't know, man. I just, I want no, everybody I- to win. And winning looks different for different people. Because if everybody has that mindset, it's like the the givers don't have a limit on giving and the takers don't have a limit on taking. And so everybody that ha- everybody that has something, they always have that compelling desire to give back and they don't have that limit, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's yeah. networking, people just give, give, give. And they're like, Hey, I'm trying to help you. You should be a little bit more grateful or, or you should take this opportunity. Not everybody that you give a leaf or whatever is an ally. You know, you might be helping somebody that you think, yeah, I'm helping him do this. But you don't recognize that that's going to be the individual that's going to entice you to do something to, the, you know, totally deviate you from what your set goals were in life. Detrimental to what you're what you're reaching for. And he may or may not do it on purpose or she may or may not do it on purpose. They may not even be aware. Right. Again, most toxic individuals, they don't know they're toxic. Most Mm -hmm. dysfunctional people don't know they're dysfunctional until they begin to learn more and become more aware. Again, you get some information from maybe outside your immediate zip code. Mm. Even that has nothing to do with income. That's just behavior. Hmm. Until you begin to, it's a lot of postal codes in the world. You know, you may, just think of all the different places you can mail a package. All of those postal wow. codes and all of them swear how they were raised is the right, is the right way. And so we really have to be able to communicate, recognize one another. Boundaries are not, boundaries only become easier over time. And I still don't know if it's somebody you really care about. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be ostracized. You don't want to be alone. You don't want to make someone else feel bad. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to be alone. And I don't want you to be ostracized because you're neglecting yourself. And so mm-hmm. you have to hold your form. And the the first thing in doing that is you have to know what your form is. Because if I tell people all the time, if you don't know your call, you're going to answer somebody else's. If you don't know your form, you'll follow someone else's. You know? Time wow. is like money. If you don't decide how to spend it, someone else will decide how to spend your time and your money. Oh my goodness, that's really powerful. Oh, well, thank wow. you. That's that's all. I just want people to really just be cognizant of certain things and think about it, not in a way where we're blaming someone else. These are our emotions. Right, right. No one is responsible for it. this. Is a hard lesson in life, right here. Hmm. No one is responsible for our emotions, but us. Right. Now I understand like 20, 
well, I don't want to put an age on it because we all have different things, but typically somebody 21, 24, you know, still like you want to build, you're so excited about everything in life. You're like, you know, you have somebody you're in love with. No, you are it. I <laughs> love you. Right, right. Yes, like forever, you know, you don't even know you yet, but you love them. Right, right, right. And I'm with that on the commitment <laughs> level, but there are going to be things you begin to learn and know as far as your form, as you become more confident in what you do, Nico, whether it's you, Nico, or, or, or Timmy, or Anthony, or Lavanda, or Lawanda, whatever, like, as people become more confident in who they are, mm -hmm. not who they think they're supposed to be, but in who they are, then yeah, you just kind of, kind of calm down on some things. And hear me when I say I'm hashtag life. Like, I love life. I believe life is for living. I want to have a good time. Yes. yes. But yeah, I, again, how would your form? You have to know your form. Now, in regards to the creation process of your book, the material, I can already feel that you definitely came with this material. You're like living and breathing, holding your form. Now, the actual creation process, putting it all together and deciding what you were going to actually contain within the book how was that process for you was it a difficult process or because you already knew what you wanted it to be it, it was a little bit easier it wasn't a little bit easier but it was faster mm. it was faster in this book uh there are no images okay just stay with me and think on purpose there are images mm -hmm. And this book, you see there are images, charts, just different stuff in this book. This has yes. to do with the pandemic. In this book, there's only one image and it is from the University of Southampton's Business School, which is a graph of transition, the stages of transition. And because I teach on emotional intelligence when I speak, mm -hmm. and the only image I really show, well, I show like personality images, but something that I show often is this graph because it deals with the stages of transition and transition goes through so many emotions. Mm -hmm. So it's the only one that made it in here. So for this one, this one was faster because that was the only image I used. It was before the pandemic that I wrote this book. I wrote this book in 2019 and I wrote this book in approximately, I want to say from May through August. Oh, wow. Yes. Like October, I was selling the book from May through August. I wrote a skeleton out. Mm -hmm. I had some of the content, uh, the story from my nephew, because again, I, I speak and I was sharing with you earlier when we were talking right. that one of these, this guy who's a CSP, his name is Delator McNeil. I'm going to give him his flowers. Why everybody's alive. He's a great, Amen. you'll see him on the today show. Mm -hmm. He has a book called the, uh, the five shifts, I believe. But one of the things he shared with us as far as speaking is where you can find life lessons. And so I already have life lessons. I have life lessons, things that happen. I'd be like, okay, that was super uncomfortable. I don't want to go through that again. I can't guarantee I want. What could I have done differently? What could they have done differently? What's a principle that we can pull out of this? Nico, I don't believe in getting hit on GP by life or by people. And when I say GP, I just mean, I don't believe in getting hit just for the hay of it. Just, you just hit me right. and there's nothing. No. Okay. I don't want that hit again. So if life hits me, ow, what is hurting 
and and how do I not have that hurt again? I can't guarantee it. Nobody can control right, right, right. it. And so for me, the framework was really kind of already there within my office on some of the clean sheets on my wall, mm-hmm. like mind mapping. I did some mind mapping for it, but I came up with my skeleton and the chapters. I was already teaching on hold your form to speaking mm-hmm. to people. And so in the very back of the book, I just got people's feedback from it. People who mm-hmm. were already using it and have been using it for a year or two before right. the book, what they had to say oh. about it real time. So the back is just like, I have PhD, I have college student, I have entrepreneurs. In the back of the book, you'll see those things and they they put it in their own words. I didn't edit anything. This is what they had to say about it. So yeah, I just did a skeleton. I had my why, the benefit I wanted people to have, which is if you can help it, let's minimize the times that we just react without thinking, especially professionally. The world is changing. That's why I have the stage, the transition stages in there. Mm -hmm. I knew my why and I created a skeleton based on the why. I already had some content points, but I just brought them all together. What I did have to do though, I will say this, Nico, I did have to sit down and write. You know, a lot of people wait for inspiration. Yeah. If you live to be 88 and you only operate under inspiration, that means you're going to operate about eight years of your life and 80 of it is going to be waiting around for that inspiration. (laughs) So I did my utmost that I knew how to do to write, to set aside time and write. And for me, that was early in the morning. Instead of hitting snooze, I got up when I woke up. I didn't wait on my alarm. So <laughs> if I woke up and it was 6.36, but I wasn't supposed to get up until 8 or 7.30, but I was up, instead of me going and fighting for that other 30, you know, that other 42 minutes of sleep. Right, right, right. I got up and I wrote. Now, what are what are some examples of individuals that you wish or situations you wish somebody had access to this information outside of Michael Vick that you can think of that if they had this book or maybe if they had a one-on-one with you, you would be able to let them know, hey, you can hold your form. Okay. One of these things it's in the professional world, like in your career, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. individuals who are getting promoted, like if you were equal with your team and now you become yes. a team lead or a supervisor, yes. I want to encourage them to hold their form because whenever visibility comes with with people putting their mouth on you for good or for not good. Yes. Whenever you begin to break the mold and you go into a more visible place, mm-hmm. people are going to look at you. Some are going to say, oh, that's awesome. And some are going to say, if I was me, this was this. And mm-hmm. some are going to remind you of every mistake you ever made before you got the job or say, oh, you think you all this. Mm. And if you, if you conform or shift based on what other people are saying, who are not getting their promotion, Oof. then then what you're doing is you're not you're not fulfilling the role you've been hired for. So in that, I tell people, hold your form, hold your form. You got you just got this job, all right. You're not supposed to know all the answers right now. Right. I know you're trying real hard to be, do everything right and keep it perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's exhausting. Just go learn the job. What is this? We're on Streamyard right now, right? Right. We're we're doing this on Streamyard just learn the software right don't prove to somebody how much you know about it just (laughs) learn the software right they gave you the job 
And and sometimes you just need somebody to say that to you. Right. That's why mentors are important. So for people who are getting like uh, leadership promotions, that's transition. This book would help them very much. People uh, in sports, any age, high school, college, it helps them very much. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much anything that's relating to mind stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anything like, relating to the mind. <laughs> and wow. people who feel like you have to fight fire with fire. Mm. Uh, have you ever heard of a lady, the Tyler Perry? I know you've yeah. heard of Tyler Perry, but he, uh, his character, Medea. Yes. Okay. There's a thing in, with Medea and in a movie scene, Medea is talking to Dr. Phil. And what Medea says to Dr. Phil is, I'm going to get the getter before the getter get me. The getter right. going to get got before the getter get me to get it, get it. And yeah. that is like, no, no. Like sometimes in your environment, when you were raised, that's how you got to look at it. But no, man, if you're spending, if you had a table with the wrong people, I'll say it like this. If you are around people that you got to get the getters before they get you, you need to get on. That's not your circle. Mm. Get on. Like, why are we still there, Nico? Right. Why are we still there? We're of age now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right, right, right. We're of age. Why are we then, still there? Because then what ends up happening if if you stay in that situation, you think in your head, I'm holding my form. Like, yeah, I'm here. I'm holding my form. I have the mentor. I have everything. But you're still with that same lunch table group or you're still with that same group of people. But you're quote unquote thinking, yeah, I'm holding my form because every time I'm in a business meeting, I'm holding my form. But then the moment I interact in my personal group of friends or a group of people, my form breaks or I don't notice that it's breaking. Because I think I, I got it. You know, some people have that high ego, that pride that it's like, yeah, I, ha I have everything under control. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm running. I'm running. I'm running, you know, amazingly right now. Like, yeah, I'm beating everybody at this 400 yard dash or whatever I, or this hurdle. Yeah, yeah, I'm beating everybody, not recognizing like in two or three seconds, your luck, your time, your energy, yeah. something is going to run out. And then now everybody's going to lap you or you're going to get hit and you're going to be. Yeah, not expecting that to ever happen. And I think a lot of people, they get confused. Like, man, I thought everything was going well. What what happened? Yeah, because I mean, that happens. That happens. And that is when life is hitting you. And that's when I said, don't get hit on GP, you know, feel your pain, cry, go, you know, lick your wounds, go do what you need to do. I mean, we all go through it. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable. Disappointment is inevitable. Yes. Failure is inevitable. Yes. Success is inevitable. Yes. You know, but all of it, just kind of look, learn, and pull what you can pull from each event of it and roll on. Life is like, let's say about the snowball, but life is like compound interest. Whether mm. you're doing something good or doing something not so good, it's still oh. going to compound. Right, 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 right. Yeah, man, just... So it's all I about don't know. That's just how I feel about it. I, I've seen, I've been places I'm not supposed to go mm -hmm. both ways, places I have no business being. But then again, only successful thing, places I have no business being. And what right. I know at this point is every day you get up, you breathe in again, you know? Mm -hmm. So get the lessons and do what you can to craft your life in the best way possible for you. What looks like success for me may not look like it for you. Correct. And honestly, Nico, um, 
Because you like, if you're still around the same people, I'm not saying don't be around the people, but I'm mm -hmm. saying recognize. You really look around and say, is this what I want? Mm -hmm. Don't judge them like they suck. They ain't doing nothing with their life. Nothing like that. Right, right. Is this what I want? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if it's not, begin to do some something different begin to put you know begin to work out an exit strategy and then implement that exit strategy if if you don't know anybody that's in some of the rooms you want to be in shake yourself you know what i'm saying take a sip i don't know what get you get what you need to get liquid courage or something and go to a toastmasters class you right, don't have right. to know anybody in it go to a networking room say i'm not gonna spend my money on the movies this week i'm gonna go pay for this go to this networking event right and they i mean you wow. don't know people until you meet them wow that's so interesting and and since you're entering this this place where a lot of people might not understand that mentality that your mind is literally your greatest weapon as well it's a it's a double-edged sword because you with that same weapon that you can reach the pinnacles of your own version of success, it could be your greatest detriment because you're, <laughs> yes. you're unable to have a simple boundary. You're giving people access to your mind or, or at least your emotions. You know, like how you were mentioning where that bench player that can rile up the star player, you know, if they both get ejected, the, the team that had the bench player get ejected has the upper hand because he might not have even played at all versus yeah. the star player what he, he, he has no contribution i'm mm -hmm. sorry go ahead no no exactly he has no contribution to producing for the team versus the star player he was their go-getter he's their go-getter he's the leader of the team so the other team is looking to him for leadership and here's the thing they couldn't stop you a lot of times people don't they can't life the people who you'd be like well, they won't give me an opportunity they can't stop you right they can only make you believe they can oh you know but oh, they can't now. stop you Ooh, and that's what i want people here. to know they can't stop you they may slow you up they may get in your way you know so you have a boss who's just a, being real real talk all mm -hmm. of us have bosses like you have somebody you reporting to or working with and they just like like why just miserable you know just and you just want to they just want everybody else to be just bullies miserable narcissists all of this stuff comes out i mean we are going to encounter people like this mm -hmm. we're also going to encounter sweet people kind people people like ourselves who help people right. without any ill strings like you owe me ha 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 like you know what i'm saying most people right. aren't like that right you know but those the most of us somehow or another get led by the non most of us who do have that so we're going to meet all these different kind of people but they can't stop you they may be in front of you right now, but sometimes you just got to look over their shoulder to where you're going. Mm. You're not here forever. You're going to meet people on your journey and they've met their cap, whether that's up, whether that's as high as they go or as far as they go, but they're at their cap. Wow. And you can't let somebody else's cap be your cap if it ain't your cap. Wow. They can't that... stop you, Nico. Oh, they can't so stop you. Good. They can't stop you. And that's now, what I'm saying I, about hold your form. Wow, that's if you man. meet them with their energy and their energy is poor, then mm -hmm. you're not holding your form, you're holding their form. Oh no. 
you're holding their form oh my goodness that's that's so if you're not holding your form you're conforming to whatever form they they want from you yeah Ooh. Yeah. thank you for listening to the penpodcast.com produced by pen for hire those who fail to plan plan to fail while many writers are capable of writing entire novels without ever planning or getting writer's block most need some kind of structure Taking the raw thoughts out of your head and organizing before or during the writing process can drastically improve quality and efficiency. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to get a free consultation on our author coaching services today. And now back to the interview. Oh, that's tough. Now, I did want to have a few questions because, I, okay. like I said, I, I asked one question and then like a thousand questions later, I'm like, I only asked two of the questions that I wanted. The other the other stuff was just in the moment. Uh, right, I'm with it. Know. Go ahead. You can wrap it for me. I'm with it. Ask the so, questions. I will answer and stop. So because you have so much information, so much knowledge, so much experience, if you have the capability of going back in time to 18 year old version of yourself, you have five minutes. What would you tell yourself? You only have five minutes. Well, I would definitely tell myself what I just told you. They can't stop you on this side of life. They're my emotions. Be careful who you give them to. You know, they're your emotions. Be careful who you share it with. I would tell myself proximity matters. Who's in proximity to me and who, my, who I'm in proximity to, mm. you know? I would tell myself that. And man, oh yeah, I would tell myself, don't be afraid to fail. You know, a lot of people don't want to do things because they don't want to be embarrassed. But if right. you ask people, whether it's two people with you or two million, say how many people have been embarrassed, everybody's hand go up. But you know right. what? We still here. It didn't kill us. We just right. thought it was. Right. You know, so feel that heat. Everybody's staring at you. It's embarrassing. You know, your neck get hot. You want them to stop looking. You don't know what to do for the moment. Feel that embarrassment and keep going forward. Yeah, so that's what I would tell myself. I would tell myself, it's okay. Just go for it. Nobody, they can't stop you. They can't stop you, you know. Um, that's it. No, they can't stop you. I really believe they can't stop. They can't stop me. They can't stop you. What is it you want to do? As long mm -hmm. as you are physically able, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even then, it may still be a way, but you may have to put in the work for it. Right. Uh, that's what I will say, too. Make sure you know what you want to do, because you're going to have to work for it. Right. You're going to have to work for it when everybody's around you, and you're going to have to work for it when no one is around you. Like, I just I just learned, for example, this, this weekend about opportunity cost. And, you know, everything that you're saying, it's like, wow. So, you, you know, sometimes you're a little bit too close to the tree that you can't even see the forest. And so when you take that little step back and you can actually gauge the situation, you can say, you know, if I'm doing this for this weekend, I'm conforming to their form, their cap. They're capping at this zip code. They think that they're only going to be capable of doing something in this zip code or they, they're all fine and dandy in this zip code. And they think that I am, too. Whereas. If I know that in my opportunity cost, I can grind a little bit, I can work a little bit, I could be by myself a little bit. And if I continuously do that time and time again, and then I, I grab a little mentor, I grab a little networking group, 
people that can keep me on my toes, keep me on my P's and Q's, people that give me critical feedback, not in like you're doing terrible, but if you if you do this, you'll be able to produce 15, 20% more versus what you're doing right now is okay, but you're always going to want to improve and people that are doing better than you are going to be the best individuals that are going to be able to tell you. And so when you mentioned that, I was like, wow, so that's literally the opportunity cost, but on an emotional manner. Cause like I said, it's like the mind, like everything you're saying, it's, it's so powerful. The mind is capable of literally delimiting everything about yourself. And the moment you remove that delimiter, you move, remove that environment, maybe not remove the friend, but limit the friend from having constant proximity, constant access, constant communication. Yeah. It, it's like, it's like you're no longer going to the river that's constantly polluted. You might just see it from afar. Be like, oh, man, I remember I used to go to that. I, I remember I used to jump in there all the time. Now I'm just like, yep, I'm, I'm set with that. I see it, but I'm okay with it. I don't need to have that on a constant basis. Like, wow, that's crazy. It's simple, but it's like. Simple doesn't always mean easy. And that's why you really want to have some people, you know, I've heard people say, you know, the give back, the person who's with you, someone running with you and someone who's mentoring you, mm -hmm. that type of thing. But it does seem simple, but simple doesn't mean easy. But I truly believe our thoughts are designed to serve us, mm. not vice versa. I don't think we're at the mercy of our thoughts. I think our thoughts are designed to serve us. We become at the mercy of them when we don't govern them, when we don't govern who's in our ear, you know, when we don't even challenge some of the things. You know, there are a lot of things that we know or believe, but it's like, well, why? Have you read? Did you challenge? Sometimes challenge some of the things, not the people. Right. But challenge right. some of the concepts, some of the processes. You know, mm. maybe you always take I-20 to get to work. But maybe <laughs> somebody else takes the service road. Right, right. So a way doesn't mean it's the only way. Oh, that's actually pretty important, too, because everybody has their own personality they have their own risk tolerance or as you mentioned they have their own success definition that might yeah. not necessarily align with you some people might want to you know be a nba referee and they have to dedicate 60 80 hours a week traveling not being with family good pay good benefits all that but you're missing a lot of your your family's life somebody else might be content with 30 to 40 hours as long as they can come home and be with their family me me they're <laughs> like do this so you can do college and such and such and i just added it up once and i was like okay if i drive college games you have to be there like at 90 minutes before the game mm -hmm. you know you have to be on site 90 minutes before the game and so you have to drive two hours or four hours to get there so I just took the pay and I broke that thing down to an hourly rate. And I said, I want to make more than that per hour. Right. And that was me. But someone else is like, no, this is what you have to do to get to the next level mm -hmm. to be an NBA ref. I never wanted to be an NBA ref. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to. You know, that's why you have to know your success. Right. I would hate to have to call a foul on a LeBron James. That's pressure. <laughs> That's pressure. One that word, a lot of pressure. And you don't have any more games. Right, right. You know, they, they're not coming to see the referee. They're coming to see LeBron. Right. He's the money. That's pressure. Yes. And I would hate to do that. I like the game. I like I like working with young people. I love when I see somebody get 
all frustrated and the coach puts them on the bench and then they come back in and their head is back in the game. I love it because I know they've held their form. They got their emotions in check, you know? And when they come back on the court, I have the ball in front of my face, the basketball, so no one knows I'm talking to them, but I'll be like, yeah, that's how you do that. Every game you do that. You hear me? You, you, you know, I'm just going to encourage them like that. Right, 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 right. Because that, because they can't stop you. They can only Mm. trick you into thinking that they can. Now, what what was your your most favorite part of this book? Was it creating it? Was it giving it out to people? Was it hearing the feedback from individuals? What was your favorite part about this book? The feedback, the feedback, just internally, even though I teach on mindset, I'm not exempt from anything, you know? And so anytime you put a book out just because you think it's good, as a matter of fact, I didn't even know if it was good. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know. You know, I thought it was, I put it out as a service. You know, and my heart is a little more in this book than in this. And even in Think on Purpose, like, this right, was right, right. like, I wanted it to be like I was talking to you. Mm-hmm. So my favorite part is the feedback. When I see people really using it, not when they just say, oh, I read this and such and such. But when it's been like three or four months, and I can see the growth and like, say now they're in a management position or mm-hmm. they started their own business, you know, or like their relationship has calmed all the way down. Things that used to trip them up, aren't tripping them up. And I'm talking like months later, right. and they're still quoting something out of this book. Some of the one one liners that I've, I've shared with you, because I would rather you get the lesson, even if you can't. I would rather you know how to do Pythagorean's theorem than to be mm-hmm. able to just quote it back to me. Ooh. I want it to hit and take place. And so oh, when just hitting all back, these analogies. I'm just saying, you you know what I'm saying though, right? Yeah. I'd rather them get it. I'd rather them get it, even if they can't quote it back. It'd be like, you know what they're gonna say? They're gonna say, like, I held my form, but then they're gonna tell me how the how they held their form. The mm-hmm. application, it varies. And so that's my favorite part right there because nobody can take that from them. It's like an education. Yeah, it's just the the A squared plus B squared equals C squared, you know? Yeah. But, you know, last question I do want to ask is anybody that is listening to this right now, what do you want the number one key takeaway to be? Forgive yourself, first off. If you're like, oh, if you're thinking now about different times you coulda, shoulda, woulda held your form. I would like to encourage you to come out of coulda, shoulda, woulda. It's it's quicksand. It's not going to serve you. So if you need to set a timer on your phone for five minutes and say, okay, I'm a coulda, shoulda, woulda for five minutes so I can get whatever emotional feel I want out of it. Mm -hmm. I would say forgive yourself when that five minutes is up. Then just think of different ways that you could hold your form. Or go get the book. It's on Amazon. You can go to my website and get it. And and think about who you're talking to, what areas you may want to hold your form. It's it's not complicated. It's just practice. Practice makes permanent. It doesn't make perfect. So I would say be quick to forgive yourself. Be quick to forgive others. And no, pretty much that's what I would say. You know, don't fight fire with fire. Don't assume something. They know this. You haven't even talked about it. Come out of that. Mm-hmm. Come out of those reactive moments. Try to be objective and try to save your emotions and your passion and your love for those in proximity to you who are deserving of it. Right. You know, 
You've worked really hard to be where you are in life and you're working hard to get to your next place, your next place, your next place, or to maintain the place you're in. Don't let someone you don't know take that from you. Whether that's a moment, a road rage moment, somebody cut you off and now your whole day's off kilter because some stranger you don't even know cut you off. Mm -hmm. Don't don't do that. Don't allow somebody else to come in too. These are your emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would leave people with. Forgive yourself and recognize these are your emotions and they are a gift. And there are people who are waiting on you to share them those emotions professionally and personally mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. want to see them thrive, who want to bring good to you. Hey, earlier you said something, Nico. You said givers don't know how to stop giving and takers don't know how to stop taking. Yeah. And I hope that people really heard that. You know, if, if it's a taker, people are consistent. Patterns over promises, y'all. Yes. People are consistent. If it's a taker, why would you expect to get from a taker? Mm. And that's why sometimes we just got to go have our cries and be like, but it hurts. I know. But don't be hurt for nothing. Let's learn from it. Let's process it. Life is better on the other side. Well, thank you so much, Sharon. You you gave me so... Oh, man, I wish I would have had this conversation last year. You... (laughs) Wow, this was amazing. Thank you so much for providing so much value to not only the Pen Podcast, but to myself. Anybody that was listening, please make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Please make sure to check out Sharon. Give them once again where they can find your material and not just your book, anything else that you also do. That Now's your time to promote yourself. Well, hey, guys, my name is Sharon Combs. Uh, Sharon is spelled with a Y, S-H-A-R-Y-N combs like you would comb your hair or like a comb to comb your hair, but plural. Uh, You can find me definitely on LinkedIn. If you have questions, just private message me on LinkedIn. It is my primary social media where I myself am going to interact. Please like and follow me on Instagram. It's UCDI Network. My website is UCDI Leadership. I also have one under my name as well. Uh, Those are places you can find me. The books you can find on Amazon are on my website. I like to encourage people to purchase them from my website. Amazon may be easier, but if you get them from my website, of course, I get to keep more of those dollars. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I always encourage people to go that way. And yeah, if you have any questions or just something that you may need in a quick quick burst, quick 15-minute conversation, within my website, there are things set up that those things are complimentary. I do do a hard stop at 15 minutes, so I just want you to know. So yeah, that's where you can find me if you're interested in my itinerary, maybe hearing me speak. I know I have some several about three different things coming up in Florida. Just go to the website. Check me out. Hey, check her out. You heard her here. So thank you once again for joining us, providing us a tremendous amount of information regarding how we can hold our form, how we're capable of being focused amongst a whole bunch of nonsense. And if we're in a situation that we were just unfortunately you know, born in, figuring out how we can exit and make sure, you know, maybe the only time you look back is when you have your own room in your head that they aren't able to enter. So thank you once again, like, oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm just replaying everything you said. It's so good. Uh, but anyways, guys, like, comment and subscribe. 